What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you had all the money, all the time, all the knowledge, all the resources that you needed? What would you do with your life if you simply knew that anything was possible for you? My name is Christina Carlson, founder of Global Swedish Design and stationery brand Kiki K, and author of the book Your Dream Life Starts Here. And I love exploring these sorts of questions to inspire people to dream. Before I started Kiki K, I had a dream that I could bring Swedish design to the world to create beautiful products that bring sparks of joy into the everyday lives of millions. Now that I have achieved that dream, I want to help you dream big. I want to create a global movement to inspire 101 million dreamers to transform their lives and transform the world in return. Each episode, I'll be talking to some of the world's most inspiring people, exploring the powerful impact that dreaming has had on their lives. We'll be diving deep into the power of dreaming with real insights and ideas that you can use immediately to build a dream life of your own, whatever that means for you. This episode, I was lucky enough to speak with the amazing Sarah Stevenson, or Sarah Stay, as many of you may know her. An holistic health and fitness YouTuber with a love for functional fitness, creating healthy recipes, healing the body naturally, and embracing home remedies. Sarah has more energy and enthusiasm for life than anyone I know. After building a name and a brand for herself as a YouTuber, she now has many other business ventures under her name. A huge social media sensation, Sarah is now determined to use her many platforms to reshape the health and fitness world and support us all on our own health and fitness journeys. A busy mother to her beautiful baby boy Fox, Sarah has also developed two eight-week fitness guides, an active wear line, an eyewear range, healthy protein balls, skincare products and more. With all of this, as well as her YouTube channel, keeping her days very full, Sarah knows all too well how full our lives can get, but her mottos in life are simple. Number one, listen to your body, and two, act confident and no one will question you. I absolutely loved chatting to Sarah, and I know you're going to love listening to this episode, where you will discover that organization truly is the key to success how to batch your time so you can focus on what matters most every day, the power of being authentic and real in business as well as in your personal life, tips for building an audience and customer base when starting a business, incredible health and fitness tips to help you live your best life, the power of connecting with your audience in a world where many of us are becoming more and more disconnected from each other, the importance of being kind to yourself even when things don't go as planned. The power of surrounding yourself with inspiring, empowering, and positive people. That if you find your passion, your purpose will follow. And so much more. Sarah is such an inspiration, so let's get right into it. So hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on the Dream Life podcast. Thank you for having me. I am super, super excited. And before we jump into all the amazing things that you are doing, I would love to know, did you have any dreams as a child? 
did you want to become something or be something when you were growing up? So many, so many. Like it started from, oh my God, I'm literally the worst singer ever. Like I'm tone deaf. But when I was younger, I feel like everyone thinks they're an amazing singer. So I would walk around the store singing, hoping that there would be someone to poach me. I was like, I'm going to be the next Britney Spears. And then I was like, no, no, I'm going to be an actress. So I would walk around a clothing store like Target being really dramatic and saying, oh, mom, I can't have that skirt thinking someone was going to poach me and say, she needs to be an actress. And then I wanted to be a teacher because my mom was a preschool teacher. I just, I had so many different dreams and the older I got, I kind of adapted them to what I thought was realistic. And I guess that's where my dreams started to become more plans rather than dreams. So when I was really young, I guess it was more acting and singing, but I'm just the worst singer. So it really has no relevance at all. I love that. So how did you then get into what you're doing today? So another dream I guess I had, I always loved making movies. So when I was little, I would like sneak into our lounge room and steal our family camcorder. (laughs) And my dad would get so mad because I can't tell you how many times I accidentally overrode or like taped over our family videos with my stupid movies, my home movies. So what I would do is I would do a a stop motion movie with Barbie dolls. So you know how you click a Barbie doll and then you you pause and you play and you move them and it looks like they're moving? I would do that over and over again. And I said, I'm going to be a director one day. I'm going to direct a movie. And then when I got older, I thought, no, I'm going to work behind the scenes and I'm going to work for like Fox News or Fox Sports and I'm going to film the sport. And someone who I knew in the industry basically said, because you're a female, it's not going to happen. Really? Yeah. And I was like... I didn't even get offended. This was when I was in high school. I was like, oh, okay, like, thanks for being real with me. Thanks. And I just gave up on that dream. So in the background, I always loved editing and I loved filming and I loved everything to do with creating a story on film and watching things. But how my YouTube channel, I guess, came about was super authentic and had nothing to do with editing. It was more, I was suffering with hormonal acne, My, my skin ruled my life. Every day I would wake up, I would feel my skin, I'd feel the bumps on my skin and it would dictate my day. It would dictate how I felt. It would dictate who I talked to, what I did in the day. Sometimes I would just not even go to work because I was so self-conscious. Yeah. So I started trying to treat my acne ho- uh, my acne naturally through food and lifestyle factors. And I was documenting it on Instagram and people were commenting and asking me really specific questions on Instagram. And to be honest, I got over replying because I was like, oh my gosh, so much to type. Like, how do I even tell them everything I'm doing in a comment back? Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to curate, I'm going to find all of the most asked questions and I'm just going to film a video. I'm going to film a video, I'm going to find a platform to put it on. So I sat down in my bedroom with like, it might even be my Mac, my Mac video recorder. And I said, hey guys, my name's Sarah. I have hormonal acne. This is what I'm doing to treat it. And I had recently found out about YouTube. It wasn't even a thing then. Like I didn't know there was YouTubers per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uploaded this video about my hormonal acne and treating it naturally. And before I knew it, all of these people started watching the video. I wouldn't say it went viral, but it was so much more popular than I had anticipated. So I kind of thought, okay, this is cool. Like maybe I could do more with this channel that I've just randomly made to answer a comment. And long story short, people just started asking, what's your fitness routine? What is your day-to-day life? Like give us a skin update. And it just kind of snowballed from there. 
Oh, I love that. So tell, for anyone um, who is listening and might not know about you because we have a lot of listeners globally, mm-hmm. what kind of things are you doing now as an influencer? I hate that word. Oh, influence. sorry. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Cause I feel like a lot of people use it. I just like now there's so many negative connotations with the word influencer. Like I feel like you think of it more of like a bimbo Instagram girl. I don't know. Oh, I, certainly. I see you as an entrepreneur. I should have said oh, that as an entrepreneur. <laughs> but I, I'm thinking for people, it's a really amazing platform in terms of getting a global business or a global message out yeah. like you, you have done. So that's why I call yeah. it influencer because you are influencing so many yeah, positive things. No, yeah. I totally get it. So I see that as a very positive thing. But um, for anyone listening who might want to have a message, ha- might have a problem like yours yeah. or something they're really passionate about or something that's breaking their heart and then change for anyone who is out there in terms of wanted to do similar things to you what are your tips yeah so well, maybe first we start with the, the question I had actually what are you actually doing because yeah. you're doing so many more things than yeah. you covered so for anyone who doesn't know who I am essentially I would title myself as a youtuber because that's predominantly what I spend most of my time on and that is where a lot of my success has come from yeah so my top priority is YouTube I create vlogs I do workout videos I do skincare tips I try to I do a video every single week before I had a baby I did a video every three days yeah but just right now with my schedule every week yeah and then I also have my Instagram I have like an email platform so I have all of those kind of things but on top of that I have built Sarah's Day into a brand so Sarah's Day was just the name of my Instagram which then turned into the name of my YouTube and now it's an actual company so Sarah's Day we have I have uh, two activewear collections I have a pajama collection I have two sunglasses collection I have more collections coming out at the end of this year and the start of next year, which watch this space. I also have Body Bloom, which is my inner health and beauty powder that came from my past with hormonal acne. So I take that every single morning. Oh, I have got two eBooks. That's really where a lot of my success came from, my two fitness eBooks. So yeah. they're eight week lifestyle challenges. And they the first eBook you can do all at home. It's no equipment. And the second one, you just need some dumbbells and a bench. I have a big cooking project that I'm working on for launching, which will launch a March next year. Oh, that's exciting. Super, really nerve-wracking, but I'm so passionate about food and health. That's really, I love fitness, don't get me wrong, but my passion is health and cooking and being in the kitchen. Like earlier we talked about what's your ideal day, what's your dream day. For me, it's in the kitchen. Like I'm such a grandma. (laughs) I I really just want to be recipe developing. That's what I love to do. Oh, I can't wait for you. You know, I'm a cookbook lover. Like that's what I do on Sundays. I also have a new skincare line. It's a body care line. So we've got a natural deodorant putty because I'm, I really believe in natural products and natural skincare. So we've got natural deodorant putty. We have natural body butter and exfoliator and a massage bar for post workout recovery. I think that's everything. Oh my goodness. If I forget something, I'm going to feel so bad, but I think that's everything I have. I love that. You know, so we're going to come back to how people can get into it. But when I met you the first time, we met on a Kiki K sleep retreat and you had so much energy and in some way I saw myself a little bit you because you're a bit younger than me and you had all the energy and I kind of forgot how it is to have so much energy and and so how do you actually do all this and obviously you're a new mum as well but maybe we'll pause the mum one but how do you actually do because we can come back to all that. Of the little aspects of my job yeah. yeah and that's the hard thing because a lot of people just watch my channel and 
A lot of the days that I vlog, it's a day that I've planned to have off per se. I will just do something that's interesting for the vlog. You know, I'll have a day off where I'm like, I might go to the beach, I'll go grocery shopping, I clean my room, I declutter a little bit. So people watch that and think, oh, like you don't even know what busy is. I'm like, oh, if only, you know, just even me listing all of that stuff. So much goes into the development and the creative strategy and the marketing and the customer service and creating a team and having meetings with your team. So I am very busy. But I am a huge planner. I love being organized and I love lists. Like we previously talked about this. I'm a huge list maker. And recently I've got into batching. So learning to say no is something that I find really difficult, but has helped me so much. And it's not in a bad way to say no, but just batching my time. So if someone says, hey, um, I need to have a meeting about the activewear collection, White Fox might call me and say, hey, we need a meeting. I say, totally fine. I understand. I only do meetings on Monday. Yeah. And that's just how I have to be these days. So I try to organize my time. I sit down on a Sunday and I think, okay, Monday is meeting week. Tuesday is podcast day. Wednesday is filming day. Thursday is editing day. And Friday I have a meeting with my team and we organize the rest of the week. So being organized is the key to success in my opinion and in my experience. And it's hard because Kurt and I, Kurt, my partner, he's also a content creator and we are separate companies. And essentially I will contract him to work on my projects. So we work very, very differently, but we often have meetings and I try to schedule him and make him organized because we need to work like clockwork. But yeah, a lot of my life is done by hour. I'll say it's 12 o'clock. Sorry. Got to hang up the phone. I've got to go edit. So I just kind of have to be a bit cutthroat. Yeah. Be flexible, but also selfish in a way that I'm like, Hey, I can't have a meeting today because it's my vlog day. Yeah. And I think that's really clever. Like I do something where I call a generic week where I have exactly that. So you're actually really focusing on the important things because otherwise you, you can just be consumed, especially when you, you're dealing with customers, because that could take a lot of time, but actually focusing, I think yeah. is absolutely. And the it's key. hard also being a creative when people just want to pick your brain. They're like, Hey, can I take you to coffee and pick your brain? I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but I I don't have time for that. You know, like I'm working on my own marketing strategy for my new activewear collection. So it's, it's hard. And something I'm going through right now is just finding the balance between a social life, being a mom, being present in my vlogs, enjoying my vlogs and yeah, running a business. Because at the end of the day, there's so much going on. I need to be so much more organized than I ever have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I think saying no and being really clear on your priorities is absolutely key. Yeah. Especially today's even, world. I know. And when I was younger, even like last year, I would feel so bad saying no. And I would make up excuses. I would say, oh, I would love to, but you know, I've got this vlog due, la la la. I would really overcomplicate the reason why. Yeah. And the other day, this really nice lady invited me to essentially, it was like a book club. Yeah. She was like, hey, we'd love you to come. And I said, to be completely honest, I'm probably not going to come because at 7 p.m., I just need alone time. And she said to me, she goes, you don't know how refreshing that is to hear that because everyone gives me these fake excuses that they've got this and they've got that. But it felt really good to be so honest and say, I'm really burnt out from people by that time. And if I go to something like that, if I go to coffee with a friend, if I go for a walk with my sisters, I want to want to be there. So I only say yes to things that I really 
want to be at and want to spend my time on. It sounds really bad, but the older you get, you just have to be more, yeah, cutthroat and purposeful with what you say yes to because you don't want to be a negative vibe. If you go to something that you don't want to be at, you don't want to be that person saying, oh, I've got to go home. I've got to put the laundry on. I've I've got to feed my baby. Like, I don't want to be that person. No, no. I think absolutely it comes with age in terms of, because with the older you get, I just feel like, well, it's my life. Yeah, you get more confident. Yeah, exactly. So I think for anyone listening saying no is absolutely it's not rude it's just honest yeah Yeah. absolutely and we all of course choose our own life and I used to say a no to a lot early because I love my business so much that I would rather go on a Saturday night to redecorate one of our stores versus you know going out but you know but I did both of course I'm not saying that I was only doing that of course so tell everyone who's listening who wants to become a small business owner, influencer, YouTuber, whatever it is. I feel is. like YouTuber, everyone just like, everything I do, people are like, how do I become a YouTuber? Yes. I feel like if someone hears my name, they think YouTuber. Yep. They Perfect. don't necessarily think business owner, which is totally fine because I love going under the radar. You know, <laughs> I want to be known as a YouTuber because that's really my bread and butter. I yep. love that. that. That's my top priority. So yep. when people ask, how do you do what you do? They never mean how did you make an active way? They mean, how did you get a following on YouTube? Yeah. So tell us about that. I'm super curious about that. It's so underwhelming, the answer to this, because with everything else in my life, with like active wear and body bloom and my natural skincare, it was very purposeful. There's a plan. There's a marketing strategy. I look at my demographic. I'm very organized. But in terms of my YouTube channel, it was really natural and happened organically. So like I said, the way that it started was me answering a question. And I look back and subconsciously, and I didn't even mean to, but it was a gap in the market. Yeah. You know, like, because I was going on YouTube looking for people's acne stories. And sure, there were some, but I didn't find any girls that I could necessarily relate to. There wasn't like a young Australian girl, let's say. So I essentially became that for a lot of other young girls. And then it just kind of developed through that. And I tried to not focus on what everyone else was doing. And even now, I don't really watch any other vloggers. I don't watch health influencers. I don't watch any fitness girls because it makes me judge myself and I compare myself. And while I want to stay up on trend and I want to be doing whatever's cool now, I also want to stay in my own lane and focus on what me as a consumer would want. So I guess the way that I did it was number one, consistency is key. So at the start of, I think it was like 2016, I had this diary and I wrote down like 20 huge goals. Like they were at the time I thought unattainable, but I wrote them down because I was manifesting that that is what I wanted to achieve. And one of the things was to post an Instagram picture every single day and upload a video every three days. And I can't tell you how much growth that gave me. Mm. And that actually came from my mum because she followed this blogger. It was like a mummy blogger. And my mum said the fact that this mummy blogger uploads every Thursday, my mum knows every morning she wakes up and she reads this girl's blog. She's like, Sarah, you need to implement that strategy on your YouTube channel because people know that every three days they log on, you are there. You become a part of their routine. Mm. So if you want to grow your following more rapidly, I would say become a part of your customer or your consumer's routine. So be consistent. I'm not like that anymore because priorities have changed, but originally that is what I tried to do. And just know your audience. 
so well and make sure everything you do is not only authentic and right for you, but your audience. So I know that my audience is 18 to 24 year old girls who want to get fit and healthy, but they want to relate. They don't want to be intimidated. So even back in the day when I was super, super fit, like I still am fit now, but I was like to another level. All I did was train. I wouldn't even film the most intense training sessions I did because I knew they weren't relatable. Like no one could do 20 chin-ups and then do handstand walking for five minutes. That's what I would do, but I wouldn't film that because I was like, I don't want to scare people off. So know your audience, be real, be authentic. If you're having a bad day, film your bad day. If you're super happy, be super happy. You don't have to be like everyone else. Just authenticity is so rare and rawness is so Mm -hmm. rare that just be real and raw. Like there's this YouTuber called Emma Chamberlain and she is so raw. She's so candid. She sometimes vlogs on her iPhone. So it's not about the quality of camera you have. It's not about how good your makeup is or how beautiful you are. It's about people being able to relate and connect to you. People just want to connect. Yeah. In a world that is so disconnected, people just want to connect. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I think it's so important to really not look at what other people are doing because then it just becomes other people's content versus your own. It stresses me out because then I just think like, oh, this girl did this kind of workout and she was wearing this kind of outfit. Maybe I should be doing that. And then I end up doing that and people say, I miss the old Sarah. I'm like, don't fix what's not broken. You know, like just stick to your own lane and people will love you for you. And if you are looking more long-term, you need to stick to yourself and you need to be true to yourself because you can only keep up a facade for so long. So when people say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're exactly like you are on YouTube. I'm (laughs) like, I would hope so. (laughs) You know, like I literally just vlog my life. Like nothing's really pre-planned. So yeah, if you are going to be a vlogger specifically, just vlog your real personality and your real self because if you're going to maintain this for 10 years, your real self is going to come out eventually. So just start it from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. And much easier too, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So for anyone listening who are inspired by your fitness and your health, we will, let's talk about food later. Let's start with the fitness because I know that you are a big influencer in terms of people want to get fit. So for anyone who is struggling a little bit with that, mm-hmm. what are your tips? I have a few tips. First of all, I can acknowledge and appreciate that everyone has a different routine. I think it's also important to acknowledge, are you a morning workout girl or guy or an afternoon workout girl or guy? So I have swapped and changed. When I first started in the fitness world, I was an afternoon night girl. Now I'm in the morning. So I know my sisters, if we don't train in the morning, we don't train at all. Kurt, if he, he cannot wake up in the morning. So number one, assess, are you a morning trainer or a nighttime trainer? Depends on your cortisol levels, your adrenals, your energy levels. Mm-hmm. Number two, be inspired by everyone's workouts and different training techniques, but be true to you. So I know you love yoga. I love high intensity. Kurt loves jujitsu. People love surfing. So I think be diverse, try different things, but also be true to yourself. Yeah. You know, if I was going to say to one of my cousins, come and do a hit session with me and we'll, we'll sprint and we'll do box jumps. She'd be like, honey, no, I only do Pilates. Like just chill out. So it's fun to be diverse and try different things, but it's okay to have your own jam, you know, have your own jam. Number three, be flexible with your training routine. So even today I woke up with the plan to do a full body hit sweaty session. I got to the gym. I just was not feeling it. Like I was just kind of flat. I didn't have my coffee. I wasn't vibing it. And so adapt and be flexible and think, all right, I'm just going to have a nice stretching roll and release session. I rolled out my legs. I did some stretches. I did some upper body stuff. 
be flexible and don't beat yourself up if you don't achieve what you set out to do that morning. And I guess also just my ebook. So I have Sweat It to Shred It and Sweat It Reload. And the first one was really to encourage everyone to get fit. And it's all based on time. So you don't have to do a certain amount of reps. You don't have to lift a certain amount of weight. You could literally do it in your lounge room. Because I wanted to encourage girls to, yeah, sure, get a workout in, but I want to encourage active living. So walking to go and get your coffee. One of the days, one of the challenges is pick a coffee shop at least three Ks away, get your girlfriends, walk to the coffee shop and walk home. So that's how I like to live my life. I'll go for a walk. I walk my dog. Um, I just like to be really active, even like standing. I like to stand and edit. I have a standing desk kind of situation. So yeah, I would just say don't beat yourself up if you can't go to the gym and do a workout. Just have an active day yeah. and do some squats while you're on the phone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in terms of consistency, I think that is a key for me anyway because yeah. I think if you're all or nothing personality. Mm, that is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's easy when you're on. So what's the tips for someone who kind of gets out of routine and sometimes, you know, when – you know, you're on it and you're excited and then yeah. you go for a trip and then you come back and it's cold and it's, you know, whatever yeah. it is. I think there's two things. So the first thing is know what inspires you. So if I already wake up and I know I'm flat, I will try to do the things that I know get me in the mood. Yeah. So I like to listen to new music. Like I listen to like hip hop and I update my playlist and I will just kind of jam out to that and listen to it. And it like G's me up. Yeah, I love that. I also like to, I know I just said I don't watch other fitness people, but I do like to watch an intense workout on YouTube, whether it's an influencer or just like a random insanity kind of workout. I like to watch someone train and I'm like, yep, I'm going to train as well. And even this is so lame, but so honest, I will go back to an old vlog of my own and watch myself train and see how sweaty I got. I'm like, you did that. That is you. You can go and do that again. And secondly, I would say it's really bad, but it's good to be surrounded by someone who sometimes gives you tough love. So Kurt will say to me, I know you don't feel like going, but you are going to feel so much better if you just go, just go to the gym for me. Like just get there. Even if you do nothing, just go. So I'm like, fine, but I'm coming back as soon as I get there. So I'll drive there. I get there. I say, I mean, I guess I'll like just do some lunges. Yeah. You end up doing a session. So sometimes showing up. Yeah. Just show up. Sometimes it backfires and you're like, this is crap. I'm going home, which is totally fine. But I think, yeah, knowing what inspires you and knowing what motivates you and try to implement those strategies. And then also sometimes giving yourself tough love. Sometimes it doesn't work, but yeah. I try both strategies. Yeah, that's good. And another thing that really works for me is to be super organized in terms of having all the clothes out and the shoes and actually not looking for socks or anything like that. See, because do you really do that? Yeah. I, I People do that on YouTube and I'm like, I just, yeah, no. I have an, because my job is active wear, yeah. you know, I have like an active wear cupboard. So I love every morning I like open up my tights drawer and my crop drawer, my sock drawer. Like I have them all situated so yeah. that's like I love that yeah so yeah so you are you yeah that's but your also thing. I don't wear normal clothes no joke yeah because like if I put on normal clothes it means I'm not training that day yeah no joke like I wake up I feed fox I get in active wear and then normally I go straight to the gym but if I already know oh I'm super flat I'm definitely not going to the gym that's the only days I wear normal clothes I'm always in active wear yeah always yeah it's sad no, no, I think it's amazing. It's very on brand, but yeah, yeah, accidental. Yeah, and I think it's perfect. So, and how comfortable. So comfortable. Yeah. So comfortable. I'd rather be in your I know. outfit. Yours looks very lit. I was saying before, you look up 
lounge locks. Mm. It's like kind of pajama style, but like bougie. I like it. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're I think I'd rather be in yours right now. But anyway, <laughs> I'm about to do a talk, so I thought I'd better not have active wear. Yeah, you look sophisticated. <laughs> I look like a grub. <laughs> Absolutely not. You look very sophisticated and so healthy. Thanks. Sometimes just even putting, you know, active wear on you, you makes you feel oh, healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're halfway there. Getting tights on in the first place is a workout in itself. <laughs> exactly. So let's move on to food. For this modern world where it's so easy to do Uber Eats mm. or, you know, fast food. And, and somewhere in the world, I saw that it was the national, whatever it was, I think it was in US, National Fast Food Day. And I was what? going, I was, yeah, but I was going to post what I thought was fast food, which for me is like half avocado with some lemon juice, oh, salt and pepper. So you're like fast food on the go. You're like I on think, the go. Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, that's fast food to me. I don't eat no. fast food. Mm. Other, so Does sushi so, count as fast food? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, you can choose, you know, fast food doesn't have to be unhealthy unhealthy so for anyone listening who wants to change a little bit from the fast food or from some kind of unhealthy you are the star so what can we do to eat more healthy and not spending hours preparing and thinking about it because then we know i'm not a meal prepper so this works for me i know this is the age old quote but it's so true preparation is key but i don't mean meal prep yeah i mean if i'm hungry and i go to the fridge and there's nothing in the fridge that is when i will uber eats or i'm craving sugar you know you're, you're craving your candy bars and your chocolate and things like that yeah so for me i always have to have fruit in the house like Mm -hmm. we have like three fruit bowls going it's insane we have like 20 bananas at a time we have you know like my mom would buy like one punnet of strawberries i'm like mom i'm literally gonna down that in 20 seconds yeah best thing that happened when i moved out was like buying six punnets of strawberries in one go Kurt and I, were really big eaters. We have huge appetites. We both have a really fast metabolism. Yeah. So our house is stocked full of fruit and vegetables. Yeah. But also, I think it's important to be honest with yourself when you're shopping. Sometimes if you're on like this new health kick, you're like, I'm only eating chicken and greens and eggs. That's it. So you go to Woolworths, you buy chicken, greens and eggs, you get home, you're hungry. You're like, I'm so hungry, but I feel like sugar. You need to be honest with yourself and also have some healthy snacks on hand. So I love like fruit and nut mix. I love bananas. I love smoothies, lots of fruit. I love frozen fruit. There's some really good things in the health food aisle now. I'm not really into packaged foods, but I would say if you've come from like Doritos and fries and burgers, you need to like wean yourself off that and just like pick healthy variations. But I'm a huge believer in preparing certain elements of a dish so i always have like a healthy ranch dressing in the fridge which is super easy it's like tahini lemon apple cider vinegar a little bit of coconut milk salt and pepper so yummy and it's always there you can like dip carrot sticks in there you can make a salad from it because the hardest part about a salad really if you're going to make it taste good is the dressing because i'm not just into the lemon on top i like want it to taste deluxe like gourmet so every week i try to prep like a salad dressing and also a source of carbohydrate because for me that takes the longest the carb and the protein Mm -hmm. so i'll chop up a bunch of vegetables just roasted in the oven it literally takes half an hour put it in a huge glass Tupperware container, put it in the fridge, you have it for the week. Yeah. And then I also try to prep some sources of protein, whether that is like cubes of tofu. We have a lot of beans and lentils. We have some chicken, turkey. I like to be prepared with my elements, but I don't like to prepare meals because yeah. it's boring to me. Yeah. Every day I feel like something different, yeah. but organization is key. And also one of the best things I discovered was Woolies Online. 
no joke it's like five dollars extra and they bring it to your house yeah absolutely so like you can't have the excuse now of being like i can't do grocery shopping i don't have time i don't have time but i did it the other day and he brought it to my kitchen and put it in my fridge it's mind-blowing yeah mind-blowing so i would just say stock your house full with healthy food and you're only allowed to go out and get that snack or only allowed to go out and get uber eats if you literally have nothing in your fridge which is probably going to be rare if you stick to that rule Love it, love it, love it. So, for example, if you come home and you're starving, mm. what is one dish that you would do really fast? Like for dinner? Yeah. Stir fry, always. Yeah. Well, actually, it normally turns into more like an Italian kind of bolognese because I have this buckwheat pasta. Mm. It's like $3 from Woolworths. I swear I'm not sponsored by Woolworths. I just go there a lot. <laughs> this buckwheat pasta, the only ingredient in it is buckwheat. It's 100% buckwheat. It takes six minutes to boil. And then you just chuck in whether you are vegan, you can put in some tofu, some scrambled tofu, a jar of like pasta sauce mm-hmm. and all the veggies in the fridge. I'm all about using up vegetables because I hate when veggies go to waste. Yeah. So I'm all about mixing your Asian greens with your Italian vibe greens. Like I'm into mixing all vegetables. Yeah. So I just put every single vegetable into a huge pot with some tomato-based sauce, a source of protein, the buckwheat pasta, boom. Also, lastly, I'm very passionate about this, is again, any kind of vegetables at all. I love capsicum, zucchini, pumpkin, bok choy, a source of protein like chicken, and then lime and coconut aminos. Coconut aminos is my jam. It's like soy sauce, but soy free, low in sodium, low in... It's amazing. It's made from coconuts. It's game changing. Game changing. That and lime. Boom. I'm going to get that. So thank you for that tip. I didn't know about that one. It's so good. So it struck me a few years ago that sometimes as adults, we forget how to dream. As kids, we're really good at, you know, creating dreams and, and have no limitations. So you might know this already, but my now big crazy dream is to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams. So with that in mind, if you could have three dreams and you knew they were all possible and you couldn't fail, if you had all the money, resources and knowledge Mm -hmm. and time and energy, what would your three dreams be? Okay, I could take this in two ways. Do you want them to be like kind of selfish dreams or? Whatever you want. Oh, okay. All right. I swear I'm not just saying this to be like a good Samaritan, but (laughs) I dream of having a relationship with my children that I have with my parents. Mm. And it scares me because I'm one of three girls. And I'm so tight with my family. Like my parents are my best friends. And it scares me because I have a son and I come from a family of girls. My mom is one of six girls. So I don't know what the relationship is like between oh, a mother. Amazing. No, I really it scares me. It really does because I see how me and my mom get along and me and my sisters and we just have this bond and I just keep thinking, I know it's going to be different because he's going to be a teenage guy and I'm like, old woman, but I really want to be a tight knit family like mine. That's like, that is my number one goal in life. Yeah. Love that. And can I just add to that? I have an 11 year old son. I always pick your brain about it. I'm like, tell me, tell me it's good. It's the most amazing relationship. So you can definitely have that with a, I have a boy and a girl and I definitely have no problems with that. So we can talk about offline to give you some tips. You're my goals. But he's a YouTuber. He he actually just started his own podcast. So he, you'd be perfect for him because he, he he calls it Axe in the Future. And he wants to give, you know, great tips for 11 to 20 year olds. 
I love that's very specific. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and you'd be perfect guest. We can talk about He's that later. So that's that. one dream. Another one I'm currently actually working on because I kind of asked myself this when, when I first got pregnant. I thought, okay, what is my dream? What's my dream project to work on? I love activewear and Body Bloom was a dream of mine, which I made me and Tropica. We brought it to fruition. Body Bloom was amazing. So that was kind of ticked off. And now I'm working on this cooking project that I have dreamt about since I was little. Like even when I was like 10 and I learned to make scrambled eggs and pancakes, I would sit in the kitchen and I would narrate it. Like I was on, I don't know why I pretended to be English. It was always an English cooking show. I was like, all right, everybody, welcome back to my cooking channel. And right now, and I would just narrate it. And my mom would be like, shut up. (laughs) It's it's so fun being able to do that on YouTube now, but with an Australian accent, unfortunately. (laughs) But the cooking project that I'm working on, that is a dream that I can't believe I'm actually actioning now. Yeah. And number three, what is this house that we are developing? And I think I'll probably look back on this and be like, oh, I should have said this, should have said this. But because these things are happening in my life right now, they're like yeah. in the front of my mind. But Kurt and I just bought a house and we're ripping it to shreds. We're demo. Uh, we're doing demo on it and we are just making it our dream space for work, for family, for memories. And I can't believe it's real. It's, it's the house that we have manifested and talked about since we met. And I just can't believe that dream is becoming a reality. So it's fun that two of the things are are happening right now Mm -hmm. and then hopefully fox still loves me when he's 19 (laughs) i can guarantee that he would be doing that (laughs) i have no doubts i have no doubts (laughs) you'd be a very big inspiration for him for sure and i think it's really good to talk about dreams that are actually in the making because sometimes we think we have to have dreams that are you know the impossible dreams and far away well, sometimes it's about, you know, perhaps sometimes doing less or doing dreams that is really close to you and important yeah. to you versus, you know, what society think is big dreams. So yeah. that, I think that was really, really good. So knowing you a little bit, you seem so comfortable in your own skin. You're so confident. You're such a outgoing first time I met you I was like wow your energy is unbelievable I'm a bit so, intense <laughs> I know no, I love it I love it but for some people that I meet really lack the confidence in terms of maybe not just you know being on camera and stuff is one thing yeah but even confidence in you know following their dreams and following their and passions risks, and yeah. yeah so what are your tips for those people who are listening who's thinking wow this young women are so confident and so not seems to not worry about what other people think so what is your little tips to deal with that funny you say that because one of the quotes or the sayings i'm most known for is act confident and no one will question you and that came that came about because my little sister was going through some issues in high school and she was like you know i want to wear my hair like this or i want to do this at school and everyone's judging me i said tells mate act confident, just act so confident and be so true to yourself and and move and work and talk with such purpose that no one will question you. She was like, okay. And the next day she came home and she said, that worked. She's like, I, I just wore my hair in a side pony. I said, yeah, I'm rocking it. I don't care. And no one questioned her. And the way I came up with that is because I looked around me and I thought, I looked at the people, this is like back in high school, and I looked at the girls who I kind of wanted to be like, and it wasn't because they looked a certain way or they were like super smart or anything. It was their demeanor. It was their confidence. They just exuded such confidence and power and 
I love girls who were just authentically them, like unapologetically them. So I tried to just be like that. And when I say act confident and normal question you, the more you act confident, the more you become confident. And even like if I'm having a bad day, let's say, I just act happy and I act positive and a byproduct of acting happy is that you become happy. So sure, there's certain, to be honest, I'm really confident now, but I never used to be. I was so scared of what people would think about me and I wanted to fit in so bad, Mm. so badly I wanted to fit in and I always felt like a little bit on the outskirts. I wanted to be in the clique so bad. And yeah, the older I've gotten, I just act confident and I just... I'm unapologetically myself and it just takes practice to be honest. Like my friends are so different to me and that's why I love them. Like I don't attract people who are the same as me. I attract people who are different. We have such different hobbies and different way of dressing and different way of talking. And I love those people because they are them and they don't try to replicate anyone else. So just that act confident, normal question you, the more you act confident, the more you become confident. It's all about practice. Yeah. And I also believe that, we all look at other people thinking they have it all together. Like, you know, 100%. yeah. And, you know, you know, if you have a business, you think everything is perfect. But there is no such a thing as perfect, you know. And I had a session this morning about looking back of the year that we just had. And, you know, there were some women that were older than me and they didn't have it together. So sometimes we do believe that once you have a business or a YouTube and you're, and you're successful or whatever it is that you have it all together. No but way. There's always something that we're yeah. all working on. And I think that that's what makes life really interesting you know if we all woke up as millionaires and mm-hmm. perfect health how boring how boring yeah, yeah boring. and I, I think often often actually I love how your kind of problem became one of your passions to help others yeah. so for anyone listening who are kind of looking for their thing mm-hmm. what would your tips be in terms of finding their purpose yeah. or their passion because I think you are a absolutely perfect that had a problem and created a solution around it and look at you now in terms of you you have then followed on in you know in fitness and food etc yeah I would there's a couple of tips I guess number one I would say don't look for the problem just be aware yeah so people look for the gap in the market they look for something that hasn't been created yet or developed I think just be aware and just be mindful but also have a day where you literally sit down with a pen and paper in a place that's really zen to you and write down your hobbies what do you love I literally had this workshop with my sisters I'm like what do you love do you love graphic design? Something as simple, do you love color? Do you love music? Like what is your hobby? Do you love walking? Do you love exercise? And when you find your purpose, it doesn't have to always be have your own business, be a millionaire. And it doesn't have to be that. It could literally be like, I want to be a personal trainer. I want to be a teacher. So I think having a day or like a month or a few weeks over a course of time, sit down with yourself, be honest what do you love? Because it's like that saying, what is it? It's like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. And like, again, bringing it back to my sister, she was a nurse. She was really great at it. She, you know, she was a great nurse. She did good in uni, but she just kept coming home a little bit flat. And I was like, why are you a nurse? She's like, cause I'm good at it. I'm like, no, what do you love? She's like, I love making magazine covers. I'm like, okay, let's go deeper. What do you love about that? She's like, I love placing things. I love fonts. I was like, cool. Do you want to get into calligraphy? She's like, no, no, no. I love color and I love organizing things. So now she literally just finished her graphic design course, Mm, you know? So it's like, 
do it like no matter what what did you say before you don't have to be great to start you have to start to be great I love that like no matter what age you're at no matter what life uh, stage you are at just be honest with yourself what do you love and it's okay to evolve so even me if I find myself hating writing my blog posts for my emails I just won't do them anymore yeah. Like I will just focus more on YouTube because you're going to make the best content or the best products or the best business decisions when it's coming from a place of love and passion yeah. and not forced creativity specifically. Yeah. 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 And I think because um, for anyone listening and thinking we are talking about before, we, we I just did a podcast for your podcast. Yes. So we know we're a little bit confused on what we actually covered here versus the other one. Yeah. But I truly believe that you have to be passionate if you especially if you're going to start a business you really need to love it and for anyone listening and need some more structure in my book I have how to to find your purpose and also really focusing on your passions and things you love because life is way too short and in any business it's a hustle it's a grind you have to it's not all about like okay let's talk about designing activewear people say oh my gosh so cool it's so cool Yes, it is cool, but there's when you so, wear them, <laughs> totally. But there's so much work that goes into it. You can't have this seam because it doesn't work with this fabric, and you can't get this made because the production line it's it's too hard, or you can't have this material because it's too expensive. And then the tights end up being three hundred dollars, but your consumer can only afford a hundred. We can't do this marketing tactic because it takes this long, and there's Chinese New Year, so we can't get it made. Like there's so much that goes into it, which is amazing, but. It's not all glitz and glamour at all. So just know that in every field, the grass is always greener. Yeah. The grass is always greener in a different person's field. But if you love it, stick to it. There's going to be hardships in every job, but that's normal. Yeah. It's so normal. Yeah, absolutely. And it really does help when you love like the products you're creating yeah. because the hardships then becomes really fun when you get your first samples yeah. and you see the you're first like, oh, sales. It's so worth it. Oh, yeah. So exciting. Yeah. So... Something I like to share with readers in my book is that I found so much great inspiration from dreams and experiences of others. You must have met so many inspiring people over the years. So I would love to know who inspires you. Oof, that's a really good one. I guess in different aspects of my life, there's different people. So cliche. Again, I just look like the weirdest child, but my mum, she is just like, She's so selfless and she says yes to everyone and she balances everything so much. And she's just, she's such a good mom. And I always said when I was little, I just want to be a mom. Like I just want to be a mom when I grow up and I want to be such a present mom and such a good mom. So I really look up to my mom in that sense of just like life and family and communication and just being that shoulder to lean on. And I want to be like that to not only Fox and Kurt, but also my friends. And then in terms of business. There's a lot of people that I work with that really inspire me. The creators of White Fox, actually, they are, they're so business savvy and they're so smart, but they are so lovely and humble. And I like people who are willing to help other people. Successful people help successful people. So I love the owners of White Fox. I love the owners of Japeka. There was a guy who worked for Loving Earth, Andrew. I love him. Yeah, it's funny because I don't really necessarily have like a mentor or a source of inspiration that many people know, like a celebrity or something. But a lot of people I work with closely inspire me because they're really supportive and they're my cheerleader. And if something bad happens, they'll call me and they say, hey, think of that vlog that you did last week and it went so well and it was so good, like keep going. So yeah, I'm really inspired by the people that I work with. And that's why I'm so loyal, even with the brands that I work with, because we're friends now. We've built 
a friendship and we are so loyal to each other and we just have each other's backs. So yeah, the people I work with now, we're just kind of like a tight group yeah. rather than just like a collaboration. Yeah. They're like part of my family now. Yeah. 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 It's true partnership. I yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah. We just look out for each other. Even from a brand perspective, I look out for White Fox. White Fox looks out for Sarah's Day. Like we're friends, but also brand friends. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. And I think that is so important to really surround yourself with inspiring people because that's who you become. So 100%. if you surround yourself with negative people or you know, people who don't believe in you, then you will become like that. Yeah. So I think it's so, so important. And I'm a person who like, I'm extroverted, but I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah. So I feed off people's energy. And if someone is negative around me, I try to be overly positive to lift them up and I end up coming home and I'm so emotionally drained and I yeah. never want to see that person again. Yeah. So I think so, number one, surround yourself with positive people and people who support you and inspire, like, empower you the thing i hate the most i'm kind of used to it now if people poo poo my dreams i'm like whatever but if i hear my friends have a really cool idea or something really ambitious and i hear like one of their friends say why would you do that like do this instead oh i hate that i hate i don't ever want to be that friend i want to be that friend that supports all my friends and empowers them and lifts them up and helps them so In school, I wish I could shake myself and say, Sarah, move groups, move friendships, like be with people who don't say to you, oh, you're having a bad skin day. That just wrecks your whole day. Yeah. Something simple like that. Like be with a friend who loves you and makes you happy, really. Like even at my meet and greets, I love the girls who I see their banter together and they're like, oh, fix your hair, fix your hair. I'll get a photo of you. Oh, Jessica, move your ponytail over to the side. Okay, cool. They just have each other's backs. I love that. My whole channel is about your vibe attracts your tribe and surround yourself with girls and guys who have your back and have your best interest at heart. It's like, I'm so passionate about it. I get very intense about it. No, I think it's Um, great. Because everyone in my life, I can genuinely say is so supportive and I love them and we have each other's backs and it's just like a breath of fresh air knowing that the people around you are there to support you and if anything bad happens you can like lean on their shoulder yeah love it yeah thank you for sharing I think that's super inspiring for so many of our listeners final questions I need to have you back because there's so much we can talk about but we only have a limited limited time but uh, I have some final questions that is quick answers If you could give one piece of advice to the next generation to help them live their dream life, what would you say? Nothing is too ambitious and do what you love. Love it. Perfect answer. Do you have a particular morning routine? We spoke about that in your project. I do. I'll be really quick. It's definitely changed because I have Fox now who's uh, he's eight months old. But pretty much I wake up to his little wah. But it's it's the best wake up call because I walk into his room and he's so happy and he's laughing. So at 6.30 I wake up. I just sit in the rocking chair and I feed him. And then after I – because I'm still breastfeeding. So I breastfeed him and after that he's so cuddly. So we just cuddle. I normally bring him back into bed with Kurt and I and we just play with him until like 7. So, yeah, around seven, I will get up out of bed. Kurt takes Fox and he gives him breakfast. I get in my activewear. I pick my favorite outfit of the day. Love it. And I head to the gym. If I don't head to the gym pretty much then, it's a no-go. Like, I'm a morning trainer. So, actually, on the way to the gym, I get my coffee. I get a large, long black with a dash of almond milk, warm almond milk. And then I just kind of assess how I feel that day. Sometimes I do a full body hit session. Sometimes I do Pilates. It always changes. So I go to the gym. I usually train for around 45 minutes. 
So then I get home around like quarter past eight and then sometimes I shower, sometimes I don't like today. <laughs> I'm a busy girl, I'm being honest. And then um, when I was first breastfeeding and when I was pregnant, I was starving. The first thing I had to do was eat, eat, eat. Now I've been accidentally intermittent fasting until 11 a.m. And that's just, I'm all about listening to your body. That's like my slogan, listen to your body. Yeah. And so right now eating around 11, so I eat like brunch, that feels good to me. Yeah. But my rule is I don't open my phone. If I'm having a training day, I don't open my phone. I don't open my emails until I've trained or done something active. Yeah. So I'll like walk and get my coffee or go to the gym. And then I kind of kickstart my day. I kind of, I'll either create a list for the day, like a to-do list, or I will look at the one I've made prior. I just try to organize my thoughts on paper before I get overwhelmed because am I vlogging today? Am I editing? Am I doing a Wirefox meeting? Am I working on a marketing campaign? Am I working on recipes? I could be doing so many things, but I try to pick three because I have been, I'm notorious for overscheduling and overlisting. So I'll say this, 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 this. And deep down, I'm like, that's just not possible. It's not and you're setting yourself up for a failure. Totally. So yeah. I pick three main things. I might be like, okay, edit a part of this vlog, stop at 12. If it's not done, just stop at 12. Do an IGTV and then make a recipe. And then in between that, I'm just being a mom and watching Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Beautiful morning routine. As you probably know, I'm such an avid reader and I'm always interested to know, do you have a favorite book and why? I'm so bad. I like, I just don't read. It's really bad. To be honest, I read a lot of cookbooks yeah. and I read a lot of like online case studies. Like I love health case studies. Yeah. I love scholarly articles about nutrition. Like I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm a big nutrition nerd. A book that I do love. I think it's called Eat Yourself Young or Youth, Eat Yourself Youthful or something like that. And it's just a really cool, fun book. And I'm a very visual person. So it has like fun graphics in there. And it's basically about like these main foods that have been found to keep you youthful and young and fresh. I just, I love foodie books. Yeah. I, I tried to get into like the personal development books and I'm a foodie. I just yeah. love, I could just read recipe books. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah I'm the same. I love that. So <laughs> thank yeah. you for sharing. So I think I know the answer to this question, but do you have a favorite Kiki K product or a favorite stationary product? I love planning. Okay, to be honest, the thing I use the most is definitely, you know, like those thin column lists. Yep. I have like four of them in my drawer because I have, I use one for when I recipe develop. Yeah. I always have one there that I, I write really messy. I write my recipes on. Yeah. And then I have one that's like a grocery list. I'm an old school list taker. Yeah. I love your pens. Like I love the beautiful baby pink pens. But to be honest, the diaries. Yeah. I love diaries. I love like year planners. And I like that you can mo like monogram. Yeah. I love that you can make it like yeah. SD. You yeah. know? I yeah. love that. Yeah. Anything personalized, I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah. And I also, I have one of your key rings. You know, like the, I have the, it's like that tan colored love heart with yeah. my, I love the key ring. Mm. Thank you so much. That was a lot of favorite. You, no, you have no idea. Like I'm Kiki K's biggest buyer. You actually have no idea, Christina. It's so sad. <laughs> I love it. I'm very grateful. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. And I love that you actually are a paper girl because oh, I'm not so paper. Yeah. And I highlighters. Okay. Do you sell the highlighters? Yeah. They're like wax highlighters. If you don't, you need to get onto that. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. We'll it's take insane. a note on that. They're amazing. One last question for you. If you could go back to your younger self, say when you were in your late teens, yeah. what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? I think I, I kind of already said this, but it would be to surround myself with people who uplift me and don't squash my dreams or don't make me feel self-conscious. 
To me, there is nothing worse than feeling self-conscious and judged around the people who you think are your friends. It just makes you question everything and it made me a really nervous, anxious person. So I wish I could just go back. And if that does happen to you, if someone isn't necessarily nice to you, you can stand up for yourself. You don't have to be aggressive, but stand up for yourself, be confident. If that doesn't work, move groups. They're not your real friends. So I wish I said that to myself and I wish I acted upon that because instead I would just get anxious before parties and group meetups and, you know, gatherings because I'd be like, oh, some people are going to judge me for my outfit or my hair, my makeup, my skin. And you, it's not normal to feel like that in front of your friends. Like you really shouldn't, your friends should be supportive. So that's something I'm really passionate about these days. Your vibe attracts your tribe, be around supportive, loving people. Yeah. Love that. Beautiful way to end this super inspiring podcast. I just want to say a massive thank you, not just for taking the time because I know how full your days are. Try not to use no, the word you, No, you too, both of us. <laughs> you too. I yeah, love I love this. being on your podcast and we'll, we'll add a link to that in our show notes. But thank you so much. I Thanks. love what you do. I love how you're inspiring the young generation to really be healthy, eating well and do what they love. So thank you so much. And I'm super excited about the future and I'm excited to do something with you in the future. And I'm also super excited to see what comes with your son when he's 19 oh, I know hopefully he doesn't think I'm the biggest nerd ever and all, apologies for speaking at 100 miles an hour but <laughs> we got a lot of stuff in in a <laughs> short amount of time <laughs> absolutely and no doubt we will have another episode in the future because I think there's so much we can cover with your cookbooks coming out and lots of things as we evolve there's so much to share with the world so thank you so much thank you Wow, what a motivational chat that was. I just love Sarah's energy and zest for life. I truly hope that you are able to find some useful tips and tricks that you can start to implement into your own life after listening to this episode to help you stay organized, happier and healthier. I just love how Sarah believes that surrounding ourselves with positive, empowering people who will support us is vital to us living our best lives. I honestly couldn't agree more. I also truly believe in the idea that if you do what you love and truly find your passion, that your purpose will reveal itself to you. If you're looking for more inspiration on how you can discover your passions, whatever they may be, grab a copy of my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, and the journal I have created to go with it. You'll find plenty of chapters around following your passions, the power of living with purpose, supports that you can put in place, how to turn your dreams into bite-sized actions, and how you can really start on the path to living a life you love. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe for plenty more inspiration. And please tell us what you thought by leaving us a review. I would also love your support with my big crazy dream to inspire 101 million people to write down three dreams on paper and go and chase them. So please help us spread this message by sharing our podcast with the hashtag 101 million dreamers. And if you want to see more what's happening in my world, you can follow me on Instagram at Christina Kiki K. Until next time, don't forget to dream big and chase your dreams.